hey for this episode of one size fits none this is actually the first the inaugural episode of one size fits none podcast where we uh, have some conversations and hear the stories of church planters of church builders and for this first one it made a ton of sense hey austin coleman of heart and soul church in knoxville tennessee why don't you jump on with me and have a conversation and so i asked him uh, he is also the partner with me on this podcast. He and I will interview other church planners moving forward. But for the first one, I was like, bro, why don't you just jump on? Let's just hear your story first, and then uh, we'll go from there. So we recorded this first. This actually was recorded on June 14th of 2022. You may hear it at a different time. Uh, just because we record them in a particular order doesn't mean that's when we will release them. Uh, but these generally are not timed podcasts. You can listen to them at any time and generally find some good information, learn something new from these leaders. So I really enjoy Austin. I've known Austin for multiple years, many years. I don't think you say multiple, for many years. Uh, funny enough, I met he, him and his wife before they were married. Uh, and they were attending Liberty University. I was in Roanoke, Virginia, and he had driven over about an hour to visit uh, one of the Elevation campuses that I was responsible for starting. And we had just kind of dabbled in that. We were kind of building this. They did not have a staff yet, a few hundred people there. And Austin and Sarah, uh, his now wife, drove over to see us. And I met him, was immediately uh, impressed and grateful to know him. And so I took him to lunch. Well, we had met literally a few hours before, took him to lunch, and I straight up told him, I said, you need to come work for me. Come be on my team. This will be great. We'll change the world. Uh, and, you know, total world domination here. <laughs> and uh, he was so impressed. He's like, no way, bro. And uh, I don't think we spoke again for maybe a year, maybe more. I accidentally ran into him at the conference at Fellowship Church maybe a year or so later. And yet again, bro, stop wasting your life. Come work for me. Let's be on the same team. Let's do this. And again, so impressive. He's like, no, uh, I got time for that. And then for uh, for whatever reason, over a series of circumstances, we did reconnect, uh, I think became good friends and have done some decent work together. Um, I've been to his church. And so I'm excited for you to hear his version of how he uh, planted this church in Knoxville and to hear some of the insights and things he's learned. Uh, I love Austin's no nonsense. He doesn't try to sugarcoat things. And if you know me, you know that that's uh, part of my love language. It's just blunt and to the point, right and wrong, accurate observation, uh, offensive context. And so you'll get some of that from Austin. But he's a man who's done it. He's uh, well into their second year, about to celebrate their second year as a church uh, at the time of this recording. And um, so he's seen some things. And I think you'll be encouraged and challenged by some of the things they did. Uh, and some of the things he might want to do again. So, again, for this first episode, or the first recording uh, of this episode of One Size Fits None, a conversation with church planners and church builders, here is Austin Coleman. All that to say, I'm going to let you do most of the talking, hopefully from here, here on, but man, just first of all, let's just jump right in uh, with the very obvious yep. part. Where did you start a church, and why the heck did you pick that place? Yeah, so uh, started in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is one of the greatest cities in the world, okay? Um, and Sweb is like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, it's great, though. I love so the big mirror we, ball. I think it's great. I don't know what that is. It's, it's like what we're known for, right? Yeah, and then that it. one time in yeah. the 90s, we were decent <laughs> at football. Um, that one guy with a big that forehead. One yeah. So. Yeah, we, we started in Knoxville. Uh, my name is Austin, by the way. Hello. And um, started Heart and Soul Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
and started in 2020, September 2020, in mm-hmm. the middle of a pandemic, which is a great idea. Yeah, it is. Uh, when you're starting a church, you should probably just wait until the next pandemic <laughs> and and start it then. Um, people love that. So hang so, on, does everything, do you feel like now that we're kind of sort of on, I guess we technically are on the backside of that whole COVID thing, do you feel like it yeah. is easier now compared to when you start? Have you found that things are more simple now for, for your church plant process or your building process? Um. I, you know, maybe, maybe simpler. Yeah. Where we're not talking about COVID stuff. I hated talking about COVID stuff and having to do special whatever's for COVID stuff. And uh, you might want to talk about that. Um, (laughs) but maybe, maybe simpler, but not as fun to be honest. So you like the chaos. It was, I, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked, I liked the whole launch phase, just like not, not having a church, not being a pastor, just <laughs> just like <laughs> out there running and gunning and yeah. trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah, I, I'm actually glad that it was a pandemic because it was different. It wasn't, you know, even even with the podcast name, one size fits none. Like, yeah. no one, this was not a thing. No yeah. one had done that, and so that got me really excited. All right, and, so hang on. So before we get ahead of ourselves, let's back up then. So you decide yeah. to start a church, which we'll get to that in a second, and you do it in twenty or mm-hmm. so, excuse me, September twenty twenty. COVID generally is like March fifteenth ish is when the world shut down. I remember that yep. just because I was at Disney Springs before Disney World shut down the next day. Um, so mm-hmm. just, that's really relevant to me uh, at the time. So, yeah. um, so which means in that case, you had a couple of months run up where you could have said, "Nah, never mind. Uh, I'm going to go work at Home Depot and I'll come back in two years." So I want to start at your September 2020, and I know you said Knoxville, and we started September 2020. I want to work backwards a little bit, and then we'll jump back ahead to your launch process. So walk me from September back to March. Like, why didn't you stop? Uh, Or what did you have to change from, (laughs) let's call it March until September? Or maybe you're like, bro, we didn't even we didn't even start the process until March or April. What what where you at in whole you know in all of that season? All right, so I'll I'll back you up to July 2019 is when we decided Mm -hmm. Knoxville when we decided to to it was time to start a church yeah and and so we sold our house we moved in with my parents to save money takes money all of the things so we're living with my parents um for till march 1st okay and we we purchased a house in knoxville february 1st we had our second child february 4th and then march 1st i preached at soul quest my dad's church that he started uh, and we drove to Knoxville with a U-Haul. <laughs> My parents and brother-in-law and sister dropped us off, helped us unload everything, and they were like, peace. Yeah. See you guys on the flippity flip. And then we were like, all right, here we go. We got this plan. We got this awesome, awesome ideas, and we got this fundraising strategy, and we got this recruiting strategy, and we're going to blow Knoxville up. And then mid-March comes and your boy, President Trump, comes on and says, it's over. And we were like, oh, frick, it really is over. Like, how do you start a church mm-hmm. when you literally can't meet with people? Right. And so a lot of our strategy was like, you know, we'll show up at coffee shops and be like, hey, you want to be a part of a church? And the coffee shop shut down. And so I was I was freaking out. Sure. We actually weren't supposed to move until after Easter. And Sarah talked me into moving sooner to get started sooner so that we could get on the ground and have an extra month under our belt. And had she not talked us into doing that, there we would not have moved. You'd be stuck. 
no way that's fascinating yeah. i have so. plenty, i have plenty of stories those like those so well where you feel like it's one way and then your wife comes in and says something that you think is ridiculous or chaotic but on the back end that works my wife yep. i don't know if you know this my wife's the reason we moved to charlotte <laughs> she didn't want to move to colorado one year before but then one year later we're in 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 colorado and she's like babe let's just uh screw it hey let's just move let's just move to charlotte oh yeah that's only 1500 miles with no yep. job so that's interesting i didn't actually know that part so um okay so for, first of all how how old are you in march of 2020 28 28 so you'd lived on the planet a few times you're not 21 with this mm-hmm. big like woo whatever it's gonna it's gonna be amazing so you've got some sort of adulthood behind you where you have some sort of logic and reason theoretically yep and so so you're <laughs> so you're moving you're you're moving in that direction at this point did you already have a launch date in mind or at least a window that you're trying to like did you already know september was going to be your time yeah september 20 2020 that's when we we chose and we were like all right we're gonna do this wow. and when we moved we thought I mean, I started talking to friends that I'd met through different organizations and they were all talking about, we're going to launch online and we're going to push our physical launch back and we're going to do this, that, and the other. And to be honest, I was, I was sitting there thinking like, all right, well, we're going to do some different stuff, I'm sure. But I, I've never really been convinced. We have the live stream, which Sweb has opinions on, but (laughs) we, we have all of that. Yeah. Um, but I've never been convinced that that is any sort of alternative at all right. that is it's bonus. an additive it's supplemental yeah it's sure. just yeah it's just there to to be i don't know what it's there for to be honest and sweb you can speak into that more but we were not sold on the whole we'll just do stuff online thing sure so That's that was not an option for us okay so we were either going to just hold true launch in september or we were going to wait till January or wait till the next September. And again, this is Sarah. Sarah was like, this is, people are quite literally dying, Austin. And they are quite literally going to hell, Austin. And if you decide to wait, this wow. is literally the perfect time to start a church. Like you say you want people, you want to like our thing is we're filling heaven from Knoxville. Right. She's like, people are dying right now. So if you want to fill heaven, now's the time to start reaching. Now is it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. That's well, nuts. we're gonna stay stay true in September. Yeah. So. Okay. So, okay. So then you did, and you're like, "Hey, fine," yep. because your wife says, and when when the Holy Spirit speaks, <laughs> it's always through your wife for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And so, so okay, you're on it. You're about to do it. Um, but again, it looks different. Like you said, you show up to a coffee shop to make friends. You can't do that. There's no coffee shop at the time. Um, yep. Now, long story short. You, you did obviously launch and you met in person. So, but there was a window between there. Like, did you, did you buy a mailer? Cause you know, you can't start a church without a mailer. They say, <laughs> did you do that? And then, Oh crap, we had to cancel. Like how did your like build up and marketing and purchasing all of those kind of things? Did it change at all? Or like, were you a victim of yeah. the, uh, the overly used uh, supply chain issues? You know, like walk oh, me through man. some of that preparation no. stuff between March and September from a tactical, practical standpoint of actually collecting you know, feather banners and parking signs and whatever else. Yeah. So we had a bunch of stuff already purchased, ready to go for like what we called kickoff parties, which were basically just, hey, come here about this new church that's starting. Okay. And so we would rent out a coffee shop. And of course, all those rentals got deleted. We got lucky and found the school we're meeting in in October of 2019. Hmm. So like I was on it quick and I was like, Hey, we're going to start meeting there. We rented it. Um, once the pandemic hit schools didn't want to rent, uh, that weren't already on the books. Mm -hmm. So we got lucky with that. Wow. But 
Yeah, our whole strategy was built around meeting people, doing these kickoff parties, doing stuff at coffee shops, all that. So all of that was obviously stupid and we couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> and so we shifted everything online and we didn't do online. We were big, big believers of don't do church before you're a church. We were big believers on that. So we didn't do any worship events. Cool. We didn't do any sermons. We didn't do church online as like in the way you would think of it, three songs and a 25-minute sermon. Didn't do that. So wait, back up. I, th- um, I think I do remember you telling yeah. me that a long time ago. Why did you do that? Like, where did that logic come from? I don't hate it. I'm just curious. Where did that come from? The don't do church before your yeah. church? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that came from, uh, I heard that statement, and then I built my own beliefs around it, but basically my belief was, if if we do church before we're a church, we're probably going to do it with two acoustic guitars and a cajon, mm-hmm. and that's not what we're going to launch with. So it's a false advertising. so we're advertising sharing, thing. and we're false advertising. Gotcha. So we're we're telling people, this is what we like, and the people that like acoustic worship, mm-hmm. and the us four and no more, they're going to love it. Yeah. And then when we launch with a full band, and you know, 400 people, they're not going to love it anymore. And then we're going to get the Karens to already be upset about something, <laughs> dude. That's so that's we didn't really smart. We we're trying I, to prevent Karens. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> prevent Karens. <laughs> Somebody please start a podcast called Prevent Karens. Oh, that's that surely is a meme page somewhere. So, um, no, that's actually really smart. I'm a big uh, opponent, I guess, of the false advertising. So, in my context, starting campuses, yeah. To your point, I didn't want to do anything that didn't look like what they were going to show up to. So. But of course, when yep. you're doing campuses, you have the money and you have the full band and you've got the stuff. Uh, but I had not heard until you, I don't believe I've heard this except for you, um, use that logic on the on the other end of that. Because uh, everybody's mm-hmm. eager. Let's get going. Two, two acoustic guitars is fine. Uh, it, it'll work out. People kind of get a feel for what we're doing and they'll, they'll understand. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know that that's true. I don't know that they do get the feel for yeah. it. I think to your point of the Karen, I think that is more relevant. So I think that's that's actually pretty brilliant wisdom. Hopefully somebody rewinds hey, that. I, I feel around. like people get the, they get the, the feel of what it is. Yeah. They, they don't, people don't see your vision. That's they don't good. see what you want it to be. They just see what it is. That's right. And so we, we've actually never advertised <laughs> our kids ministry good. because our kids ministry, like we, we don't have a lot of kids cause we mm-hmm. got a lot of young adults. Right. And so this is even a conversation we've had where I was like, man, do we need to do something about having kids? And you were like, no, just use what you got. Do you serve who you have? Right. Do you? Yeah. And so we almost all of our Facebook, Instagram ads, even pre-launch and now post-launch a year and a few months are all geared towards, man, if you want to find your your people, wow. you know, you want to find friends, this is this is the place to do it. That's so, right. Okay. So then you did it. Yeah. Now, how much do you love Tennessee though? Because you're in a place that's generally probably was a little more flexible, a little less chaotic than some of the other mm-hmm. states out there that allowed you to open and meet. And of course for you to have a school that's like, Hey, no, it's fine. We'll open back up. It'll be great. Um, yeah. You know, how much does that play into it? Like, would you been able to do, like, do you have other friends in other states that are like, bro, that's just not possible here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got a few friends that, that experienced now some, some, <laughs> almost everyone uses it as an excuse. Yeah. And so you can, you can claim COVID yeah. pretty much over anything in 2020 and 2021. Right. And so I have some people that do that, but then others that did that. And it, it's, it's true. You know, you, you couldn't rent a school yeah. in, in Boston right. in 2020 or 2021. Right. That's right. Um, and so 
yeah, Tennessee was was open pretty quickly, but here in Knoxville, we actually <laughs> we had a federal judge come out and um, basically go against the school board and go against mm. all the different stuff. And so we had mask mandates and stuff much longer than oh, wow. anywhere else in Tennessee, right. anywhere else in a lot of the, the Southeast. So wow. some of it was, it just is what it is. All so, right. So you built your church, you did all this stuff on the front end. This yep. is not your first rodeo. Like you said, your dad had started a church before you've seen that you've been mm-hmm. around these people. You've gotten uh, plenty of coaching from various people. You've been to the conferences, you, you've done all the things. And again, this isn't you're not 21 with a big vision and no experience and no intelligence. You you lived a few years, so you've done this. Now you're in September, man. Give us give us like two weeks leading up to quote launch day. Did you call it a launch mm-hmm. day? How did you promote this thing? Like this is the big event. And remember, if you don't launch large, you just don't have a good church day. Say so. Just even your <laughs> yeah. thought process, your philosophy of like, oh my gosh, am I? Are you shooting for a thousand people that day? Did you have a pass fail mm-hmm. sort of you know scale in your mind? Like just walk us through that whole like kind of two week period and what you're thinking. Yeah. So two weeks leading up to launch, I was, I was very much so against mailers Mm -hmm. and this is a mistake. I, we ended up doing a mailer. We had one family come from the mailer that we spent like 10 grand on. Okay. And we were promised by, you know, the, the experts that we would get a lot more than that, but we had one (laughs) family show up. They are no longer with us. Uh, surprise, surprise. And (laughs) So that's just an aside, but yeah. we did do the mailer and went out two weeks before all that. We did most of our advertising and stuff, all social media. Yeah. And we, it was, it was not just the ad though. Mm-hmm. It was anytime someone followed us on social media, we immediately reached out to them uh, via social media. That's great. And so like direct message. And if we could connect them directly to a person, yeah. we felt like we were going to be a lot more successful. So yeah. we did that. Hang on. Two you weeks said social before. media, like just Instagram. Yep. Did you do multiple channels? Did somebody run this for we you? We did. What are you doing? Yeah. So we did Facebook and Instagram. I ran all that. Okay. Um, we're just now got other people doing that. Okay. But yeah, I ran all of that. And some of our best really like, man, we got a bunch of people at our church because of this one ad we did called uh we just said stop scrolling and now man like every church planter in that that is loosely connected to us like they do that now (laughs) but when we did it like we hadn't seen other people do it and so it really it really caught a lot of attention and so and then my belief all of pre-launch was if i can get somebody in the room Mm -hmm. with sarah that she was a secret weapon and it's true. Like yeah. if you'll get across the table, Sarah, it's game over. I already know they're going to join our launch team. So, <laughs> so I can speak um, to that and just vouch for that. I totally agree with that. You know, I've told you that many, many times, yep. many, many years ago. Hey, you should come work for us mainly because you'll bring Sarah with you kind of thing. Um, so, uh, <laughs> the joke is, or one of the kind of funny jokes is, you know, she's, she's always happy. She's always laughing. Everything's funny. Uh, yep. but she's just got that vibe. So I, I can attest to that. That's really good. Hey, I want to go back to something you said you glossed over. Everybody else glosses over and they don't do this correctly. Um, very, very few people do, but when people follow you, you reached out to them. It's like, yeah. I, I feel like when somebody's following you on social media, it's like, Hey, I, I care about you. I'm following you. Uh, you know, follows kind of a silly word these days I get, but the point is they are doing it. And it's fascinating to me how many people go, oh, yeah, whatever, who cares? And then just let them fall flat. But social media is not social if you are not social. So was that something yep. you just learned? Are you, is that an Enneagram thing? Are you? Because some people will blame it on personality. Oh, well, you know, Austin's just more friendly than me. 
Like no, that's something we heard that someone else was doing. Okay, and it took it took effort and work, which yeah. is why most church planners don't right. do it. Is every time someone followed followed us, it, it's basically them saying like, if somebody walks up to you in person and says hello, yeah, like that's what, good. I mean, you're gonna say hello, I'm Austin, right? And then you're gonna introduce yourself. Well, someone following you on Instagram is saying hello. That's good. And so us reaching out saying, hey, thanks for following us made a huge difference the amount of people that responded and said wow i can't believe that the, a church would mm-hmm. respond on instagram and it's like well yeah because we and we we do that to this day that's good and anytime someone follows us we we have a message we send them it's copy and paste yeah. but they don't know that yeah you know till yeah. now <laughs> that's crazy so okay so now i know we talked about two weeks leading up to launch walk me through your team though <clears throat> did people move with you because mm-hmm. you've got to start this church you walk me through some of your thought process and and yeah. kind of the struggles obviously that are obvious around the pandemic and stuff but like did you have yeah. teams say i'm moving with you and then the pandemic they changed their mind um you know because these people have got to move all towards and i'm not saying they have to move with you maybe you met people locally as well but everybody's moving towards this like, september date and uh yeah so talk us to the team who they are like did where'd you find them yeah. that kind of thing yeah i i was told a lot of things and you know like when you're when you're planting yourself, you're like, oh no, we're the exception. Yeah. You know, we're, no, are you kidding me? Like no one's ever been Austin Coleman. Before. Right. Get yeah. out of here. And so we were told things like, you know, you don't want people to move with you mm-hmm. because they don't know anybody and you need people that know people. Yeah. Things like that, that, you know, they, they wouldn't actually move. They'd commit, they wouldn't go. So we had a few people commit and then not, not end up moving which was fine. We did have some people move with us though. And it did hold true, especially in the pandemic. Like they didn't, they didn't know people. Yeah. And so they were like, but it, to me, it was more of a confidence boost to me Yeah. to say, okay, somebody else besides me and my wife believe in this. Yep. And so while, while they maybe didn't help us recruit people, they were huge confidence boost to me. And then just honestly, like we didn't have to use, uh, stock photos yeah and stuff on instagram we had real people yeah and so in a lot of those practical ways having people move with us was incredible so we had like i don't know 10 or 12 people move from west tennessee maryland uh to knoxville and that was that was great Hmm. um and i'm glad that they glad they moved yeah let's see as far as like how big what was, was the, how big was this launch team or this group of people? I don't know what you called it, but how big was this group? Let's yeah. say two weeks before you launched. Like how many people had you activated, plugged in? They're starting to either give or serve. Maybe you had some parameters that they had to meet before yeah. you qualified them as a launch team. What'd that look like two weeks out? Yeah, <laughs> our qualification for launch team was very loose, <laughs> <laughs> very loose. Um, ours was essentially you need to invest and invite. So invest your time, yeah. talent, treasure, and invite people to be a part of this. That was it. Cool. And so I'd say, man, probably 60% of the people did that mm-hmm. to some extent. The other ones showed up Yeah. every time that we needed them. They yeah. showed up. So not everyone gave, but we had about 100 yeah. people um, that were on the launch team. And that was all recruiting online yeah. because, like, remember, we couldn't meet in person right. until – July. We didn't have worship leaders until July. And when we got these worship leaders, the first thing I told them was, we're not going to pay you and we're not going to launch without a full band. And and so we sat at McDonald's because it was the only place open inside. And I told them, (laughs) like, y'all are great. They were both 20 years old, a year, been married a year. Hmm. And, you know, this is it. And y'all go find a band. They went and found a band. And two weeks before, we did two weeks of practice services. Yeah. 
one thing we said from all of the launch season when we could gather was we don't practice on people. We don't practice on people. That's great. So we said that over and over and over again. And so we practice on each other. And we still do this to this day where we're like, we'll take um, weeks where we'll have everybody come early. If we're changing something, we will practice on each other. Hmm. So <clears throat> anyway, so we did that for two weeks, did a full practice service. Glad we did because, yeah. whoo rough and <laughs> and you know launch day was great we did call it launch day we called it a launch team yeah so hang on hang uh, on don't go there don't go there yet so yep. you said you had okay. about 100 ish people on launch team um yep. what are the demographics generally roughly because you, you mentioned earlier i, I know this <laughs> of course you have less you know yeah. fewer kids than a lot of churches out there but like walk us through some of those demographics uh, almost exclusively 25 and under wow and I can, we had three people on our launch team that were over 50. Wow. Okay, so the, the so, obvious question that I've always wanted to know based on that kind of metric is, like, how did you pay for it? Were those people tithing? Did you do a great job of saving on the front end? Are you independently wealthy? How did you pay for it with 25-year-olds? Yeah, so I am very independently wealthy as a pastor's child <laughs> and <laughs> minister since 20. Uh, yeah, so we, Sarah and I, individually, well, as a couple, raised... Two hundred thousand dollars. Wow! Before we started, yeah. So that was me. My dad allowed me to go to leave on Sundays mm-hmm. and go preach at other places. And the biggest gift we ever got was three thousand dollars when I preached at a church in Atlanta. So you're That's just the hustling. Biggest one. So you're just hustling. Just hustling. That's, nobody's writing you. A we sat down. Check. No, we sat down wow. over coffee with oh, well over a hundred people laid out the vision, said what we wanted to do, when we were going to do it. We had a full business plan, the whole nine yard. We had stuff printed out that looked nice and whatever. Handed that over to them. I shared all the vision. Sarah laughed and did her thing. And then um, we we gave people time timelines too. We said, hey, we, we want to give you three days to pray about it, talk about it. And then if it's okay with you, we'll follow up and see mm-hmm. how much you want to partner financially with us and so um we gave but we did that deadlines with everybody that was joined launch team our worship leaders everybody so we said hey we love this but we think man um deadlines are godly and so (laughs) i have no scripture for that but (laughs) i just felt that way that sounds right and so so we we told them that and then it put pressure on people too where they decided like oh do i really because people know man they can yeah and they'll talk themselves into or out of anything that's right but three days is plenty of time that's right so, wow. Um, yeah. So two hundred thousand. So we raised all that just coffees. Yeah. People that we wrote down a list. I wrote down a list of every pastor I've ever met. Hmm. I wrote down a list of every church that I've ever been loosely connected to. Wow. Uh, my dad was able to get us connected to a lot of churches because he was traveling evangelist. Right. Got us connected to a lot of churches in that way. We wrote down every single person that we ever went to school with. Hmm. that we knew as a family friend at the at Soul Quest, everybody. And we called them, asked them if we could meet with them. We we didn't give hardly any info on the phone because we wanted to wait till hmm. we got them in person. Yeah, uh, We did the same thing with asking people to move with us too. We wrote down, I wrote down everybody I ever lived with, everybody that was ever on a dorm with me at Liberty, everybody. And I was like, hey, you're wasting your life. You should come with us <laughs> to start right. this church. I know you don't, know anything about Knoxville, but you, you know, you could be used here. And I mean, we struck out way more than we hit the ball, sure. but 
So we, we just said we knew like, man, if 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 it's gonna be ten percent of people that say yes or whatever, yeah. then we'll just ask a thousand people. And yeah. And then go from there. So, All right. So yeah, it was get, a lot of hustle. So before we get into launch day and then beyond, obviously and whatever your version of success is and that kind of thing, like to this point so far, and I know a lot of the story, but I don't know all the details either. So I'm even learning some things today, which is very helpful for me to hear. Um, but what yeah. I'm not hearing is anything that's like a fail or a miss or negative. You know, I know that your wife has never had a bad day, yeah. um, but surely no. you have. Um, like, make the rest of us feel a little bit better about our church plant processes or whatever. What happened in, I mean, other than the pandemic, but, but after you described the pandemic a minute ago, you've still laid out a few successes dropping the $200,000 number after you said, Oh, we started a church in the pandemic makes everybody goes, well, frick. So, um, so yeah, like, well, a lot of that we did raise, I will say a lot of that we did raise before we moved. Sure. So, the pandemic hadn't quite hit yet. So, so, so what what punched you in the face? Give me at least one thing. Like what what is something that other than other than the obvious pandemic stuff and then the federal judge yeah. thing and all that? Like, did you have slowdowns? And it's okay if you don't, but did you have some sort of hit? You're like, man, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for us, it's been it was it's been less of gut punches and yeah. it's just been little jabs okay. that just won't go away. Okay. They just keep just keep coming up and it's little things that like shouldn't bother me to be honest, but it's when people leave and people that you're like, Oh, you know, like I thought they would, they said they'd be here forever, you know? And then they, they leave the, the on launch day, we had like 20 people give their life to the Lord. First thing I hear is the person who was supposed to be leading our kids ministry. She's leaving the church and that she is, (laughs) you know, pissed off about X, Y, and Z. And I was like, bro, get out of here. Like, are you kidding me? And I told her, I was like, this is nothing but gossip. And what you're saying is we just had 20 people say yes to Jesus. What are you doing? Wow. And so that was annoying. I'll never forget that Mm -hmm. on launch day. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think if we could do it over again, we would have brought in a professional to, tweak and tune all of our sound and everything okay um because we had a lot of talent on stage and and the guys that were running sound and stuff were incredible volunteers they'd done so much research one of them moved with us and all this stuff is great but there was no professional until recently Hmm. and it's just been night and day but like those people that came on launch day you know they do or don't come back and it is what it is so wow um that i mean the pandemic was a big one i've lost a lot of hair since <laughs> we moved like a lot of hair that's what i'm wearing at right now <laughs> um that's so good. let's see that was that was a big one that's good okay so let's start i, I want okay now we're we're the day of or the, the the night before saturday night before let's start there and just no specific question just go from saturday after dinner uh, to obviously the next morning launch day. And then just that next week, what you feel, what you see, give us, give us mm-hmm. the quick hits, the highlight reel, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> man, it's like a whirlwind. I don't even remember. Well, to let's be start, honest. Let's so, start with the easy thing. The one that tells you if you're good or not. Did you have any people, people show up? Yeah. Yeah. We had some people show up. Okay. Uh, Was it what you expected? So, it was slightly above what we, we, we wanted 500. Okay. We had been hoping, praying, working for 500 since, since we decided to start the church. Yeah. I thought if we could have 500, then we would, you know, the next week we'd fall down to 100 and we'd be safe you know, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, we had 529. Wow. And so that was, it was great. Yeah. And I mean, I can get to that 
going back to that attendance later if you want. <laughs> but yeah, so we we had that on launch day, which was incredible. And we were like, oh, you know, we're amazing church planters. We're the best. Right. You know. Now, hang on. Now, I know, and, I know, and you know this as well. I know that you know this. Like that number is not your identity. And no. uh, we can name churches that have launched with over a thousand and they have themselves a nice, solid, epic moral failure year later. And, and then we've had churches that launched. I mean, I think Elevation launched with 121 and they panned out pretty well, too. So the number yeah. on launch day is not the end all be all. Right. However, that is pretty substantial, though. I mean, that's one of the largest mm-hmm. I've personally heard of and am familiar with. Um, and I think anyway, anywhere north of three to four hundred people. It, as a church plant, not a campus launch uh, or a yeah. fully funded, we're going to send you out all 10 of you with a million dollars. Not that, but just an organic church. That's really substantial. Did you, did you feel that? Were you hyped? Like, was it like, Hey, this is, this oh. is great. I was out of my mind yeah. excited. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my gosh, like we did it. We did it. <laughs> we did and it. then Check. I, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning on Monday yeah. and I was like, Frick, we got to do this again. <laughs> and Sunday comes every seven days or every six days. Yeah. I, I never understand that math. Yeah. But it comes every week. And so right. I was like, all right, well, here we go. Was your I, team I, pretty I like I, Oh, dude, they were they were just out of their mind. And what's funny is several of them, this is, I think, man, you're going to see this as an excuse, but 20-somethings, they're just, they're 20-somethings. And so yeah. they, they love the hype and yeah. then... That's it. Yeah. And so we had a lot of people that were on our, you asked about launch team, on our yeah. launch team. Yeah. That were so committed and they never came <laughs> to church again. Oh, really? <laughs> like, okay, guy. <laughs> so wow. we learned a lot about that. Sure. For sure. Sure. And, um, okay. So people come, yeah. you had 529 people, people which is, which is nothing to laugh at or anything. That's a substantial number of people. So you've done that. And again, just to recap, what, what do you attribute that to? Is that really all social media? Did you, I mean, how many of those people had you personally shaken hands with prior to them showing up that day? Just give it a guess. Was it 20% of those people, a hundred people or what? Man, probably, probably not. Yeah. Probably not 20%. Wow. Probably not even that. Wow. The, the, the people that showed up primarily were via social media. Mm-hmm. The people I had shaken hands with were people on our launch team that mm-hmm. we met at kickoff parties that mm-hmm. we met online. Yeah. What I did actually the two weeks before was I reached out to every single person on our launch team and I gave them an individual challenge wow. of how many people to bring on launch day. And I told them this is based on what I think you can do. Wow. So prove me right or prove me wrong. And so like some people I would say, I believe that you can, some of the people that moved with us that were mm-hmm. the most committed, I was like, I believe you can get two people there. Cause they knew no one. Right. And then other people that, that joined our launch team, they were some of the most outgoing people I've ever met. I was like, you can have 15 people here on launch day. And if you don't, I think that's disappointing. Wow. And so like the texts were very, very much geared that way. Sure. And so a lot of people just bring in their friends, inviting their friends, that kind of thing. Hmm. But then, you know, that 529, I don't know, maybe 75 of those were, friends and family of sure. people on the launch team, friends and family of Sarah and I. And you know they're not Sarah's coming parents back. came. Right. They're, they weren't it's coming back. Them. Right. Yeah. A lot of people that donated, they they showed up. Mm-hmm. And so some of that was, it was good. It was, it was a confidence booster. Yeah. But yeah, then you get to week two. And <laughs> so hang on, hang and, on. Before you get to week two, give us some of the play by yeah. play of what you do at your church, uh, at least back on this particular day. Are they filling out a connection yeah. card? Do you have the the tent out front? 
Um, like what's your CTA for the day? What are you calling them to do on, on yeah. launch day? And is it any different than what you do every other Sunday? So on launch day we did, so the way that we operate is, or at that time it was 10 AM start time. We have, and you're doing one I service. Mean, is that right? One service. Okay. We did one service. Our facility fits 1200 people. Wow. And at the time we were because of COVID, our volunteers had to wear masks mm-hmm. and uh, we set people, our ushers set people every other row. So it was like a packed building, but it wasn't. Yeah. So it felt packed because we were seating people every other row, sure. which is weird because we still have our ushers do that just to make it feel tighter. Sure, sure. And uh, we pipe and drape everything and we did, we did some pipe and drape that day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so when people arrived, we would... You know, we did the whole flasher thing on that day, especially because we needed that that parking. Uh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't because it was the first Sunday. There were no first time guests. Everyone was a Never first time guest. Okay, yeah. And so when people were, we would have our team walk people from the parking lot all the way in, and so they would communicate with them, talk to them, get to know their name. Wow. Uh, we we trained people on like, hey, you need to connect per- people to people, and so if you see this guy with Jordans on, you need to register that in your mind mm. that Dylan loves Jordans, mm. and you need to connect that and say, hey, I love your shoes. I need to introduce you to Dylan because wow. that guy's got a huge shoe collection. Wow. Little things like that. Yeah. And we, we, we preached over and over that – uh, and I heard this from Oprah <laughs> that love is in the details. And so we were like, we tried to be very detail oriented that day. That's great. Um, and every, every Sunday since, but walk them to the tent and at the tent, they got a packet that got, had a t-shirt inside the packet. It was also an info card hmm. that was about, you know, I don't know, four by eight size or whatever. And it had fun facts. Wow. And it's really like the culture of our church is just, like you think of it's several people have told us like, it's like a college ministry. It's like, well, we're reaching young people, you know, yeah. it's not a college ministry, but whatever. <laughs> uh, if you want to be old, you can be old. And so we would have like little things on it. Like one of Austin's favorite songs is photographed by Nickelback, like at him later, Sarah laughs at everything. Uh, That's great. We moved here during a pandemic, things like that. Yeah. And then on their ways they could get connected. And then on launch day, we, Sarah and I did the welcome to church after party. Hmm. And that was basically what we did at the kickoff parties. We communicated how we got here, why we started the church, why you should be a part of it. And so that was immediately following. We had probably 50 people stay Hmm. for that. And we shared and communicated and a lot of them joined our team and um, got connected that day. So that's, that's the one thing that we did different. We still do the after party. Mm-hmm. It would be like, you know, a, I guess kind of like a growth track or, but we're not doing a growth track and we're not, it's right. basically, basically it's an opportunity for us to say, Hey, here's what we do at heart and soul. Yep. Here's our values, our four values. We're not copying everybody else. This is what makes us, us. We would love for you to be a part of it. And here's how you sign up to serve. Hmm. So, or sign yeah. up for a group. So your first week is substantial. You've got people talking yeah. about Jordans, for example, those kind of details, which all sounds like, man, it takes people a year or two years to try to figure those details out. And I've been a part of churches that just never figure that out. And you seem to have mm-hmm. locked all this in, in the first week during a pandemic, uh, with a brand new baby, um, in all the things that just go along with the, yeah. with the hassles of starting a church. So from then on, it's smooth sailing. Your church is running 10,000 people by now. 
or oh yeah or is Absolutely. it like what what's what's monday and tuesday the next <laughs> the next day did you wake up with the traditional cliche church joke of a holy hangover um because like you said now it comes again you got to do it again like what did that yeah. look like I, I mean i woke up just very excited very excited and you know everyone says you'll drop half or whatever yeah and so i expected that and we absolutely did and <laughs> we week two i think we hit 310 that's still great like that. okay so half it was is good. a win that's yeah. great okay yeah yeah and then but we did not hit 529 again until this past easter wow so i don't know 14 months in, yeah. we never hit that number again hmm. until Easter. Wow. And so that launch day, I, you know, organizations like to look at launch day and say, that's the number they count, right? Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we launched 400 churches and mm-hmm. they averaged 220. And, you know, we have a 99% success rate. And usually those those things are all around launch day. And right. I love, you know, we're, we're part right. of ARC and you know, they've, they've supported us in all kinds of ways, but I think that can be super misleading too, kind of sure. like what you're saying. Sure. And you, you, you just have to be ready for that. There's been tons of, tons of lows. Yeah. I mean, the, our first Christmas we had, a, I think it was 120. That was our lowest. For the whole and Christmas experience. Christmas service, Eve. Whatever. Wow. That's it, man. We were like Christmas We're we literally said, man, if we can get through November, get through all this on Christmas Eve, we're going to have this high. It's going to be amazing. Our first Christmas, 120 people. Wow. And, and I was like, well, this is the best Christmas ever. And we weren't <laughs> going to have church the next week. Uh, I, I don't remember. I guess it was just like every, everybody else takes off. So yeah. I guess we'll take off Yeah, that kind of feel. Yeah. And so we took off and I was, I was literally thinking, Oh shoot. Like we had 120 people. We had a week off of church. No one's coming back. And <laughs> now I will say on that Christmas, it was, it did snow and like, but I guess that counts. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, so let's. So that talk. was a low one. Yeah. So okay. So now you're. So this is September. What do, what do you what are we in now? We're we're coming up on two years now, right? Mm-hmm. So this September will be uh, two year birthday. All right. So give us again more 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 stats. Just kind of tell us where you are now, and it doesn't have to be good or bad. It's just like what are where are you at now? How's the launch team doing? You doing the same amount of services? You in the same building? Yeah. Kinda, what's the last just high level quick overview? Yeah. Same building. Just went to two services about a month and a half ago. Uh, averaging right at 400 people, um, had 750 for Easter. Um, yeah, so we're, we're at the same exact, same exact place. Our launch team is, uh, man, maybe 20% of them are still with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the people that moved with us, uh, are no longer with us. Do you consider and, that, do you consider that a fail or is that now on the back end looking at it? You're like, Hey, I needed you need people to get you to a certain place, but if they're not going on with you forever, that's not a bad thing. Like, how do you deal with that in your mind? Yeah, I I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I think I've heard people say, you know, you need scaffolding to build the building. And I, you know, you don't okay. want to think of people that way, but uh, a lot of it is that way. You got people that are starters. They want to start something. They're yeah. excited, especially a lot of 20 somethings. They want to be a part of something new, something fresh. And they join and they're all about it. And then something else comes along and then the new flavor of the week. Right. And so we do a lot of talk about, man, you need to get planted somewhere. Right. If it's not here, it gets planted somewhere. I don't care where, but shoot, you can't just keep hopping from church to church. 
And so how have so, your, on that note, then how have your demographics changed or have they, do you feel like it's the same as you had on launch day as far as the, the age is concerned? Yeah. Our average is still 26 of okay. people that are involved and connected. So yeah. that's the only ones you can really track. Right. But yeah, so they, they are, it's still very young. Our kids ministry is slowly growing based on those 20 somethings sure. having babies. Sure. And we recently, the last few weeks, actually have had more gray heads, and so um, that I think that's all that comes with its own problems for old people. Is that I think saying? it is too. <laughs> yeah, the the wrinkled up people. It's kind of like the the old lady on SpongeBob. We have more of those. Chocolate. Oh, I have. Yeah, <laughs> I have you on here so that you can say things that I get in trouble for. And then I can, yeah, right. I can deflect and be like, "See that? Kid I, I'm not gonna get canceled as much." <laughs> yeah. So they they are. Yeah, we got more of that. Financially, um, we launched our first week. We had 529 people, and I want to say we had less dollars than that. Mm. So, um, <laughs> like, wait, less yeah. than $529 come into your offering. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's good for the psyche. But are you keeping up yeah. now? I mean, are you ahead of budget? Have you, I mean, is that $200,000, was that your safety margin? And that's what's kept you afloat this time? Like, you know, that's what everybody wants to know. The first, the, the launch, I feel like, I feel like I'm talking to a lot of church planners and the, the launch days, of course, the pinnacle. If we can just get there, everything will be easy. Of course, that's that's hurdle number yeah. one. Then the Monday after, they're like, frick, that that was dumb. Um, we have to, like I said, do this again. <laughs> and then they're like, well, if we can just make it to the first, you know, Christmas or Easter, then we'll be good because that's when we get that big bump again. And then that's where people start giving yeah. a lot of money. And then they get there and like, frick, well, we started spending a lot of money too. Dang it. But yeah. I feel like, I feel like one that is a little bit more relevant is, Hey, once you're past your first year, I'm not saying it gets easier, but now you've proven something. You can compare September to September. You can compare Easter to Easter. Yeah. You've made it through this first year. Um, and so just hearing the little bit I know and the numbers you just shared, you are mm -hmm. up and to the right now that you zoom yep. out over the course of in this say it's a year and a half. Um, I mean, yep. on the inside, if you can be real vulnerable with this, you know, like, you know, it, are you feeling that on the inside? Like you're seeing those numbers on the outside? Like, do you feel like, man, we, we've, again, I don't want to make light of it. Like we've hit our stride and it's easy because I know it's still effort. But yeah. like, do you feel like that? Do you feel like, hey, I got a second wind and this actually is working like I wanted it to? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So once, once we hit that one year mark, I started feeling a, quite a bit better mm -hmm. because we, after, <laughs> after that first month, the first four to six weeks of launch where it trickles down mm -hmm. after that, when we got to the one year mark, we were able to see that year over year. And that was super helpful for me, just like mentally mm -hmm. to be able to say, okay, we're, we're not, we're not going to, be a flash in the pan. Like right. we can, we can hold this together. Right. So, uh, financially we've, we've held in, which has been, it, it, at first it was a huge struggle because no one had money. No one was giving our yeah. biggest giver is a 21 year old. Wow. So that's huge. That is huge. Um, we don't have a lot other than that. We don't have a lot of big givers, big hitters. Right. It's just like $20 a week here and there. And consistent. Okay. And so, very consistent. Yeah, that's been super helpful. Wow. And recently, though, like I said, some of those gray heads, we've gotten a few of those, mm -hmm. and giving has gone up a little bit. And so so that's been great. And then our attendance since um, this, this year over last year is up about 70%. Hmm. So we feel good year over year, week over week, 
seeing that up and to the right, that's been good to be able to see it. That makes sense. So, all right. So now you've learned a few things. Let's jump into more of the philosophical side of things, the advice, the wisdom, you know, something that's yeah. transferable. So I feel like your story is helpful and it's real. It's relevant. I think you're, um, I think you're in the minority of having, I would say your story just over those last two years is a quote, successful version of a launch sustainability. You are trending upwards in all or most of the main categories that people seem to care about and all that stuff. That's great. Um, but, or, or so let's lean into that. Like you, you mentioned one of these earlier. So I got a few different questions I want to ask. You mentioned one of these earlier. So what, what would you do over again? You said, you know, obviously you'd bring in somebody to tweak the sound. Like what are some practical or maybe philosophical type things if you could do it again, or if you mm-hmm. were crazy enough to start another church in the, in your midlife crisis age or whatever, what, what would you yeah. do differently this time? Just one or two things, man. Um, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. I would, what would I do different? And you know what? It's not I even, it's not be even ready for that question. No, though. no, that's fine. It's fine. Let me, let me help you some more because it's not a regret. I think when people ask that question, not just in church world, but anywhere, it sounds like a regret thing. Like, Oh, I did that wrong. No, no, no. It's not like you yeah. or, or I or anybody did something wrong. It's like, Hey, but now that I know, you know, the hindsight's 2020 thing, you know, I, I probably would have done the money this way. I mean, you joked about the mailer. Maybe you wouldn't do a mailer and that, that can be an answer. That's yeah. fine. Um, but I just wonder if there's something else. Did you not bring a team member? Did you, did you name something that didn't need to be named? Would you have started with two services, for example, or did you move the two services too late? I'm just curious about any of those kind of things. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. That, that definitely helps. So, um, definitely would not do the mailer. Absolutely would not. We did that again in January of 21 thinking, Oh, we'll try it again. Idiots. So stupid. (laughs) Waste of money. And we will never ever do a mailer ever again. You you spend $10,000. If you do that on social media, that's so much more effective. Yeah. Anyway, we wouldn't do that. Um, I would be, I would, we probably would have launched with two services. I was afraid though, to be honest. I was just afraid that we weren't going to get hit 500 Mm -hmm. and we weren't going to have enough people to fill up too. Sure. You have a big room. That's a big room for 200 people. That's a very big room. Yeah. And so, yeah, we would, we would definitely have started with two. That's good. And then, you know, maybe gone back to one and just not been afraid of that. But that's like another thing where it's like, man, if we go to two, we can never go back to one. Right. And, It'll just look bad to people. And it's like, I feel like maybe people don't care as much as you think they do. That's right. And so that, let's see, I would probably ask people more boldly to give. And like they were on the launch team. I would probably hold them to a higher level and and maybe even make tiers. Hmm. Maybe this is a stupid idea. It's the first time I've said it out loud. That's good. Bring it. Maybe make tiers of launch team. So if you want to be... On the A team, you know, you need to you need to start giving. If you want to be on the B team, you know, just show up or get rid of the name entirely. We did what we did really well is we didn't give titles. We didn't give uh, positions of authority. We just said, "Hey, will you head this thing up yeah. real quick?" And and, and you would do that. You go. would do that again, though. Is what you're saying? I would do that again. Yeah, absolutely, I like that. Yeah. That's some that good was, wisdom. That was a huge one. Yeah, we didn't we didn't give any titles away to anybody until after we launched to see who was sticking and who was actually good. That's great. And so, and we chose all that based on our four values. And I remember, man, so much of this is just such a credit to Sarah too, mm-hmm. which is so annoying to me because, like, I read all the time <laughs> and I listen to so many podcasts, right. and we'll have a decision to make, 
and I'm like thinking back, all right, what would Andy Stanley do? All right, what, what, what was that that Craig said? And then Sarah comes in with like the smartest thing I've ever heard, and she hasn't read a book since middle school and doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> she just lives her life. And I'm like, this girl, like so annoying. I'm glad I married her. Yeah. And so, you know, so much of that was, was Sarah too. When we first knew we were going to start, I listened to every ARC conference podcast yeah. out there. Yeah. And again, we're ARC. We love we love ARC. But when we were listening to it on the way to vacation, yeah. every single person that got up there and talked, they all had the same inflection points. They all sounded the same. They had the same <laughs> kind of talking styles, everything. Yeah. And Sarah looked over at me and she said, is this the same person or is, are, are these four different people that are talking? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this is four different people. This is, you know, this guy and this guy. And I was naming them. And she was like, she looked at me and she said, if you ever start to sound like these guys, I will kill you. And I was like, dang, dude, yeah. like, okay, calm down. Right. She said, just be yourself. Just be you. That's I good. was like, okay. Yeah. Which is, you know, uh, dad's always been a big Ed Young fan and yeah. I, I like Ed Young too. He's, mm -hmm. he's crazy and whatever, but mm -hmm. man, he is just him, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so we've, we've tried to do that, but. All right. So uh, now, we, now we did try growth track. Okay. Huge mistake. Yeah. We're not a growth track church. We're just you. not. It's not us. That's and good. so that's when we changed it to after party. We were doing growth track. Oh, we'll try it four steps. Like, mm -hmm. you know, everybody, mm -hmm. no, like, no. We did that for two weeks and we we're like, this sucks. Yeah. And then we said, oh, we'll move it to two weeks. It's like, no, that people don't come to church two weeks in a row. So then we said, okay, we'll do the after party one week. <laughs> Why do we stop doing things that were working before we launched the church? That's right. And so that's right. we would do that earlier on wow. is just keep doing the things that kept working. Yeah. What are we doing? Why are we, why are we, now we're a church and we're trying to do churchy things like right. stop, like let's just go back to what was working before we were a church. All right. So, so you're already in this vein, but I'm still going to ask the question regardless as we close this thing up, we yep. got just a few minutes left. Like what is the big key pieces of advice? I know, and you've laid out a lot of stuff the whole day that hopefully people are taking notes on and going to, you know, steal or whatever and make better. But like you, you only get one or two, you get like, the, the 140 character version here, like what, what are one or two of those principles? You're like, Hey, if you do nothing else, do this or, and it can be practical. Like again, maybe pipe and drape or tweak the sound or whatever, mm -hmm. or maybe it's just philosophical. Like you just said, be yourself. I think that's huge. Uh, everybody does want to be the other church planner. Um, but they also want to yeah. be the 20 year old, the 20 year veteran version. Everybody's like, I want to be like Chris Hodges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But do you want to be like that 20 years ago? Um, yeah. cause everybody wants to be the Stephen Furtick, except they don't like 121 on launch day that Stephen Furtick had while he was preaching yep. and leading worship. Right. So they don't want that bleach blonde hair uh, <laughs> uh, or those buckle jeans. Come on. Um, mm. I love my GBX boots though. I miss those. So, um, so, um, like, so I guess, yeah, as we, as we close this out, like give, give some people some advice or maybe just wisdom or encouragement. What would you say? Yeah. So I would say this is, I think this is the big thing is just like what you said, Chris Hodges, he bleeds the the four values that they have mm -hmm. the choose joy and God first or whatever. The, I don't even know their values are. Yeah. He bleeds those things. That's who he is. Mm -hmm. They started their church because of that. The no God, find freedom, discover purpose, yeah. make a difference. Yeah. It's a great system because that's who they are. That's who Chris Hodges is. Right. Love him. That's great. That's awesome for Highlands. But one thing that we did that I would encourage everybody and I have encouraged so many people is just, Freaking be yourself. Right. Don't pick values that other people picked. Don't pick values that other people have. Everybody wants to say, 
Jesus is our message. Generosity is our privilege. Excellence is our standard. And these things sound good on paper. They sound good on a website, but it doesn't matter if it's not who you are. That's great. And so why would you choose that? So we, we didn't, you know, (laughs) we went against some of the things and just chose the four that were for us. We call the champion out people. We bring our own weather. We do whatever it takes. We are a party. Those are four things that Sarah and I just are. That's Mm -hmm. who we are. Sarah is when, when she walks in the room, she literally brings her own weather. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter the circumstances. She brings like the Holy spirit into the room. Mm. We like to have fun. We like to celebrate. We're a party. So we chose those four. We live those four out. We challenge those four. We encourage those four all throughout the church and throughout the leaders. We pick our leaders based on those four. If they also are those four and we would absolutely do that again. Hmm, that's so really good. Who, people that are listening probably aren't those four, but there's something that you are and it's probably not eight. Yeah. It's probably not 10. Right. It's probably three or four things that you can actually do, do well, not to the detriment of everything else, but you got to just know who you are. Right. So if that's Enneagram, spiritual gifts, disc, like freaking whatever, find out who you are, what you do well, and just lean into those things. And, um, and yeah, and ask a lot. What we did, I, I put a goal to ask as many pastors questions as I possibly could. Mm. So I asked this question to every single church planter and pastor that I can meet. Uh, six months before you started your church, what do I not know that I need to know? Mm, that's good. So like wherever I was in the planting journey, if I was five months, four months, three months, a year, whatever, I would ask them, what do I not know that I need to know? And got some of the best answers and things that we applied directly. That's great. Um, from that. So that would be my two things. I love that. Um, man, you know, I'm a big fan. Uh, that's why I asked you to do this, but, um, I appreciate it. I think you said a lot of wisdom today. Uh, and I think your story is relevant and, and, and very encouraging to a lot of people. So, uh, I'll stop recording this bad boy, you know, I hang on, talk about other stuff, but dude, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for sharing that story. That was very, uh, fun for me. Hopefully it was entertaining for you and not as painful oh, yeah. to have to go back to some of your painful times. And we, and, <laughs> and I'll add this one thing yeah. and we, we used Sweb a lot. <laughs> so, so, uh, that, that's the game changer and, right there. It really, man, I'm telling you, a lot of the things, I mean, honestly, a lot of things I'm saying right now and some of the things I've said, hopefully for the better, you're sitting there thinking like, yeah, idiot, I told you that. I would like, never, I would never about? say idiot. I would never say Oh, that. okay. Yeah, yeah. So, That's good. Uh, oh, and then also, this is the last thing yeah. and I'll shut up, is a I lot of people you. I went to the ARC thing, like the training, mm-hmm. there's like 30 couples there. Mm-hmm. Almost every single couple worked at a mega church. Hmm. Almost every single one. And so they go into the church planting journey thinking that they're going to start Elevation mm-hmm. or start Highlands mm-hmm. because that's where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And they have no grit about them. Hmm. This, isn't, this is not everybody, but they don't have any like, you know, we're just going to ghetto rig this thing. And like, it just has to happen. <laughs> we're just, you know, Frick, it's that's, all. That's a whole other episode because you're about to get me off. It's a whole up, other you know? episode. <laughs> it's, it's all like money yeah. and, and this, that, and the yeah. other. And we came from a church plant yeah. and um, one that had no money. And, grits on and so we middle. were always, man, we didn't have kid walls. Yeah. We had pipe and drape and banners yeah, I remember. that somebody printed it off for us. That's crazy. And. Now I look back, I'm like, man, I can't believe we did it that way. But it helped us. <laughs> and we we had to, we we still today have to teach our team, like, hey, look, like freaking, we don't set up a stage or chairs. Like, mm-hmm. set up is fine. You're okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, That's anyway, good. all right. Dude. Go work for a church plant. Good. Go work for a church plant. 
Yeah. That'll, that'll make you tough, strong, pretty. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Thank you.